everybody and welcome back to another episode of Something Dark. Please excuse my absence last week. I know we were missing an episode. I was doing a little bit of research for some longer episodes I have planned and unfortunately I didn't have the time to record. But anyways, I'm back this week with a new case and I'm just going to jump right in. On February 14, 2017, two bodies were discovered near Monan High Bridge Trail, which is a part of the Delphi Historic Trails in Delphi, Indiana. This was just one day after two young girls had disappeared from the same trail. The murders received a lot of media coverage because of a video and an audio recording of an individual, believed to be the girl's killer, were found on one of the victim's phones. Despite thousands of tips that have been sent into the police and the circulation of the recordings of the suspect, no arrests in the case has been made. Tonight we're going to be discussing the case of the Delphi murders of Abigail Williams and Liberty German. Abigail Williams, or Abby, who was 13 at the time, and Liberty German, or Libby, who was 14 at the time, both lived in Delphi, Indiana, and were attending the local middle school. The two girls were best friends, and they had actually met in school. They both played the saxophone in the school band, and this was something that really bonded them. Both of the girls were super close with their families, but Libby was known to be the more outgoing one of the pair. Abby was a bit more shy and more reserved. It seemed the difference in their personalities really complemented each other and only made their friendship stronger. The night before the two girls disappeared, they spent the evening painting together at a sleepover as they didn't have to go to school the next day. On Monday, February 13th, 2017, both of the girls were off school for the day and they were so excited. They spent the morning at Libby's house with her family. They had banana pancakes for breakfast and they helped Libby's grandmother with some things. They didn't have anything planned, but they knew they wanted to do something fun. Libby checked what her older sister was up to that day and her older sister, Kelsey, had to work and she wanted to stop by her boyfriend's house as well. They decided to head out to the Delphi Historic Trails and specifically to an area known as the High Bridge Libby asked Kelsey if she could drive them out there, but because Kelsey had to go to work, she told Libby she couldn't. Eventually, though, Kelsey agreed to drive them as long as they could get a ride home from someone else, and Libby's dad agreed to collect them later on. The area that the girls were heading off to is known for its beautiful nature, and a lot of people visit this area for hiking, fishing, and to spend time outdoors soaking up the wildlife. The two girls plan to take a nice walk and they wanted to take some pictures as well. At 1.35pm, Kelsey dropped the girls off. She told Libby she loved her, and she watched the girls walk away. After dropping off the girls, Kelsey headed to her boyfriend's. At 2.07pm, Libby posted a photo of Abby walking on the high bridge to her Snapchat. At this time, she also saved a video to her camera roll of a man walking behind them. This picture went viral back in 2017, and it even led to a lot of false accusations. The girls had only planned to be hanging out there for a few hours, 
and they were supposed to be picked up at a specific location by Libby's dad at 3.30pm. Derek, Libby's dad, was waiting for them at 3.30 and they didn't show up. He thought they might be held up, taking photos, enjoying their walk, and he called Libby's phone a few times. At around 4pm, Kelsey had a few missed calls from her grandmother. She called her back, and the first thing her grandmother said was, Have you heard from Libby? Kelsey contacted her work to let them know she wouldn't be able to come in. She got in her car, and she headed to the trails. At around 4.30pm, Kelsey arrived at the trails and met up with some family members, including her uncle. She was hoping that they would be able to find the girls. Maybe they had just fallen off the trail and needed some help, or maybe they just got lost. As night fell, and they still hadn't found the girls, the family called the police. The police and the family decided to search the area together. They continued to search until about midnight, when the search was called off for the night, and everyone headed home because of the rough terrain. At this point, the police said they didn't suspect foul play. They believed the girls either got lost or had just decided to run away. The following day, search parties were formed out of family, friends and members of the community. Word had gotten around about the missing girls and everyone was quick to help. At 7am, the search groups headed out. Drones and search dogs were called in. Police even had a dive team called in to search the creek located under the bridge. Police tried to track the girls' phones, but it appeared that the phones had been turned off. Tips began to come in, and one woman, who was on the bridge around the same time as the girls, claimed she didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. The following day, on February 14th, Abby's and Libby's bodies were found. They were found about a half mile from the bridge, on the north bank of Deer Creek, and very close to the perimeter of a house. Multiple vigils were held for the girls, and counselling was offered to students at the middle school. Autopsies revealed that the girls were murdered. However, the autopsy report is sealed, and we do not have any further information on the cause of death for either girl. On February 15th, the next day, Indiana State Police began circulating a still image from Libby's Snapchat of an individual reportedly seen on the Monon High Bridge Trail near where the two girls were killed. The grainy photo appears to capture a Caucasian male, hands in pockets, walking on the bridge, head down and towards the girls. A few days later, the person in the photograph was named the prime suspect in the double homicide. On February 22nd, On February 22nd, law enforcement released an audio recording from Libby's phone where the voice of the assailant, though muffled, is heard to say, down the hill. I'm going to play the recording for you. And it was at this police conference that officials credited the source of the audio and imagery to Libby's smartphone and further regarded her as a hero for having the uncanny foresight and fortitude to record the exchange in secret. Police indicated that additional evidence from the phone had been secured, but that they did not want to release it as not to compromise any future trial. By this time, the reward offered in the case 
was set at $41,000. On July 17th, police distributed a composite sketch of someone who at the time in the investigation was thought to be a person of prime interest in the murders. It had apparently been drawn by police from eyewitnesses to a certain hiker of the Delphi Historic Trails on the day that the girls had vanished. On April 19th, 2019, Indiana State Police announced a new direction in the case. On behalf of State Police and the Multi-Agency Task Force, Superintendent Doug Carter released more materials a few days later in a press conference held on April 22nd. The new materials included a short video recording in which the blue-jeaned and jacketed suspect is seen walking along the rail bridge for a little over a second. Superintendent Doug Carter states that because of the deteriorated condition of the bridge, the suspect is not walking naturally due to the spacing between the tracks. An updated sketch of the suspect was also unveiled, as well as an extended version of the audio recording in which a slight rise in the suspect's voice can be detected as he utters the word, guys, before the phrase, down the hill. It was further explained that the previously released sketch showing an older man with a goatee and a cap is now considered secondary. The clean-shaven individual in the newly revised composite sketch is now considered the prime suspect. Police say this person may range from age 18 to 40, but cautioned that his youthful appearance could make him look younger than his true age. On April 22, 2019, police reached out to the public, urging everyone to look at the sketch, listen to the audio, watch how the man walks on the bridge, and send tips to this email, Abby and Libby Tip at cacoshrf.com. Investigators revealed that they have reason to believe that the suspect may be hiding in plain sight, and that the person is almost certainly familiar with the area of Delphi, whether it be from living or working there or for another reason. We are releasing additional portions of the audio recording from that day. Please keep in mind, the person talking is one person and is the person on the bridge with the girls. This is not two different people speaking. Please listen to it very, very carefully. We are also releasing video recovered from Libby's phone. This video has never before been previously released. The video shows a suspect walking on the bridge. When you see the video, watch the, watch the person's mannerisms as they walk. Watch the mannerisms as he walks. Do you recognize the mannerisms as being someone that you might know? Remember, he is walking on the former railroad bridge. Because of the deteriorated condition of the bridge, the suspect is not walking naturally due to the spacing between the ties. During the course of this investigation, we have concluded the first sketch released will become secondary as of today. The result of the new information and intelligence over time leads us to believe the sketch, which you will see shortly, is the person responsible for the murders of these two little girls. We also believe this person is from Delphi, currently or has previously lived here. 
visits Delphi on a regular basis or works here. We believe this person is currently between the age range of 18 and 40, but might appear younger than his true age. Directly to the killer who may be in this room. We believe you are hiding in plain sight. For more than two years, you never thought we would shift gears to a different investigative strategy, but we have. We likely have interviewed you or someone close to you. We know that this is about power to you. And you want to know what we know. And one day, you will. A question to you. What will those closest to you think of when they find out that you brutally murdered two little girls? Two children. Only a coward would do such a thing. We are confident that you have told someone what you have done. Or at the very least, they know because of how different you are since the murders. We try so hard to understand how a person could do something like this to two, child, to two children. I recently watched a movie called The Shack, and there's also a book that talks so well about evil, about death, and about eternity to the murderer. I believe you have just a little bit of a conscience left. And I can assure you that how you left them in that woods is not, it's not what they're experiencing today to the family. I hope that you all will give them some time because we're going to be asking that there's no media inquiry or no media response for at least the next two weeks, and I hope you understand why. The family found out about this, about this information this morning. I just want the family to know that when I take my last breath on this earth, I'll be thinking of them. There's going to be a tremendous amount of questions. I know that. I know that. Uh, never in my career have I stood in front of something like this. Please be, be patient with us. Please. Uh, we're just beginning. We are, we are just now beginning. And I can tell you on behalf of the sheriff and the police chief, so many other partners um, that have stood with us over this period of time, that we will not stop. I just unveiled the person that we believe responsible for the murder of these two little girls. So I invite media to take a look at that now. It's not up. Kim. We're also going to show you a video not previously released that superintendent spoke to and also the audio that's additional to what's been previously released. It's only a slight change in it. So give Sergeant Riley just a second as he gets that up and ready.
stand by for the video, please. There is no sound of the video. As Superintendent Carter mentioned, he is on the railway bridge. You have to take uh, different steps to get to it. This information later this afternoon will be on the state police website. For the community that's here, we have uh, 100 copies of the news release. If you put in that URL, you'll be able to get to that site to play it. And we also have uh, that same release for you in the media. And the rest of the state will get that release in about 15 minutes. So we appreciate those of you that came here. This concludes our announcement. Thank you for your time, patience, and courtesy. During this press conference, an additional plea was made for help in identifying the driver of a vehicle left abandoned off the Hosier-Heartland Highway in Delphi at the former Child Services office between noon and 5 p.m. on the day of the murders. One of the persons of interest in the case was Daniel J. Nations. Daniel was a registered sex offender from Indiana who was arrested in Woodland Park, Colorado, in September 2017 and charged with threatening strangers on a monument trail with a hatchet. The expired Indiana plates on the car he was driving was noticed by police, who subsequently discovered an outstanding warrant under his name. It was also reported that a cyclist had been fatally shot on the same trail at around the time that Daniel was purportedly terrifying passers-by. An El Paso County Sheriff's spokesperson told reporters that however many similarities there were between the cases, he was not at liberty to disclose them, since Indiana investigators did not want any more information released. On January 5, 2018, Daniel was sentenced to three years of probation for threatening members of the public in Colorado. However, he was not released since he had an active warrant out on him back in Indiana. On January 24th, Daniel was transferred to Indiana officials' custody on an unrelated charge, failure to register as a sex offender. In early February 2018, authority says that Daniel was no longer considered an active person of interest in the Delphi murders. Another person of interest in the case is Charles Eldridge. Charles was arrested on January 8, 2019 in Union City, Indiana, on charges of child molestation and child solicitation. Police in Randolph County alerted the FBI to a potential link between Eldridge and the Delphi murders on account of his strong resemblance to the suspect sketch. This was, however, before the updated composite had been released. Then there's Thomas Bruce. Thomas, who formerly worked as a pastor, has been charged with fatally shooting one woman and sexually assaulting two others after having ordered them at gunpoint into the back of a room of a suburban St. Louis shop for religious supplies. Committed in broad daylight on November 19, 2018, these crimes put Bruce in the spotlight of the press. Some noted his being of similar stature, 5 foot 7 to 5 foot 9 inches, to the then current suspect description in the Delphi slayings. Also, his wearing a flat cap and navy blue jacket during the attack, not unlike the suspect in the Delphi case. Indiana State Police did look into his possible connection, but on December 4, 2019, Bruce was charged with no fewer than 17 felony counts related to the St. Louis case and could receive the death penalty. In 
In response to a request from Libby's mother, countless homeowners across central Indiana have had orange lights installed on their front porches, both to commemorate the girls as well as to indicate that the murderer remains at large. In August 2017, the families announced their plans to build a sports complex for Delphi in memory of the girls. A non-profit organization, LNA Park Foundation, was formed to celebrate and commemorate the lives of Libby German and Abby Williams by creating a place for the appreciation of nature, art, play and sports for generations to come. A site was procured a mile north of Delphi and in the years following the girls' deaths, Continued progress has been made in the development of Abbey and Libby Memorial Park. In 2020, the LNA Park Foundation was named a recipient of the MBA All-Star 2021 Legacy Grant. And that brings us to the end of tonight's case. So unfortunately, this case remains unsolved. However, I am hopeful that in the future, the police will figure out who murdered Abby and Libby. I'm going to post the the Snapchat video of the suspect on my Instagram as well as the audio recording again. Um, so definitely check that out. It's just something.dark.podcast, but I'll leave it in the show notes. For thinking about who did it, it seems like the person, the su- like the main suspect, I don't think they've named them. I don't think they will until they have enough evidence to um, to convict and to bring them to trial. The way that the superintendent, Doug Carter, said at the press conference that they believe that the person could be in the room. I mean, if you have heard about the Golden State killer, um, I think his name was Michael D'Angelo or something. He attended press conferences about his murders that he had committed. So it's not unlikely that the murderer would attend these kind of things. It's almost like um, a sick kind of gratification that they get so I am hopeful that that the case will be solved it's crazy that Abby and Libby could be responsible for solving their own murders through the video and audio recordings on Libby's phone Um, it seems obviously that a lot hasn't been released to the public um, and that they're kind of holding their cards close to their chest if you have any theories about this case please let me know I'd love to hear your insight on it um And as well, there are a couple of Facebook groups and different places that you can spread awareness. One of them is Brainstorming for Abby and Libby. And also the family asked for any awareness spread on social media to use the hashtag Abby and Libby. So that is it for tonight. Please let me know your thoughts on the case. If you have any requests for upcoming episodes, please contact me on Instagram. That's the best way to get in touch. My DMs are always open. So a big thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave five stars on Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed. And don't forget to follow on Spotify if you um, if you use Spotify to listen to your podcast. Anyways, thank you for listening and I will talk to you guys next week.